Hello, hello. This is my Conversations with the Pope, episode 23. How are we? Weird times on Merseyside at the moment and up and down the country. Hopefully we can give you a bit of escapism with the usual funny and mildly insightful 90 minutes or so. If you're one of our returning listeners, thanks as always for your support. If you're new to the show, hello and welcome. Uh, we're a Liverpool-based podcast, as you might have guessed. I'm Steve Turton and along with me mate Ben Pope, we've been speaking about the week's sport and gambling action over the phone for the last 20 years or so. Earlier this year, during lockdown, we decided to turn them calls into a podcast, packaging them with music and funny sound clips, which we've been putting out most weeks since March. Today's a bit of a special one for us. We've got Everton legend Peter Reid kindly joining us two Reds as our first guest on the show. What a fella Reedy turns out to be, like everyone's favourite scout uncle. We're previewing Saturday's derby with him, having a look at his own playing days and his rivalry with Liverpool during the 80s, and even getting into a bit of politics with the current situation on Merseyside. He's got a few interesting takes on the Tories and our Prime Minister, as you'd imagine. And the whole episode's wrapped in a Scouse soundtrack. After our Peter Deed section, we're going to jump into half an hour or so of our regular show, looking at some funnies around the derby, there's some US sports talk, and our tip of the week section, sponsored by our mates, the Soho Juice Co. Even Reedy's chipped in with a cracker for that section. If you'd enjoy what we're doing, subscribe and come back. We're here most weeks with Betman Sports Talk. You can even get involved by searching my conversations with the Pope on Twitter and or Instagram. Fire us a message, a comment or a topic and we'll always try and work it into next week's show. For now, enjoy this episode. Whether you're red, blue or other, I'm pretty sure you'll be into Peter Reid's Merseyside Derby special. Thanks again for listening. Opie. All right, mate. Hello, lad. Oh, nice and clear there. Well, do you know what? I've uh, a little bit of a change of setup today. Yeah. Because we're recording a little bit later than what we usually do. Uh, that frees up the bedroom because obviously Louise is usually working out the bedroom. Yeah. Doesn't sound great, that does it? it no. What have you got her uh, doing during lockdown? Is she moonlighting? <laughs> Well, I can, uh, no, as you know, she works in a uh, call centre, so uh, I'm on a success up in what, the bedroom. What type of call, what, what type of call centre are we talking? Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it sounds good, yeah. Glad to see you making an effort. Now we've got a guest on, you know, me, it's one of my chop liver. Well, yeah, you know, needs must. It's, um, as I say, looking forward to today. It's, it's been a long time coming. It's a shame we've, uh, our first ever guest on the show has to be a former Everton player <laughs> Jesus Christ I'm sure that was premeditated by yourself being the, the Everton sympathiser that you are but 
no, really looking forward to it on the lesson and obviously massively appreciative of the fact he's uh, sparing us some of his, his time as Peter Reid. Yeah, I think you should owe me an apology, shouldn't you? You've been questioning me minerals on that front, haven't you? Over a guest. <laughs> I'm not the only one. Let's be honest, I'm one of many who have uh, questioned your... Um, yeah, you're not. I don't know really. Yeah, not, not so much your minerals, but but just how serious you are about this podcast. So <laughs> nice of you for, to finally come up trumps anyway. Coming from a man who shows up for ninety minutes a week, fucking hell. I, we couldn't have got you a better one, could we? To go head to head with Popey, I think Reedy, perfect. I think so. Yeah, I think Kevin Campbell would have been too easy for me, really, wouldn't he? <laughs> nice at least get a little bit of resource from there, uh, from Peter Reid, obviously local lad from Eton. So you can imagine he's going to be quite defensive when it, uh, yeah, you've got a, a Liverpool fan going at his beloved Everton. So, yeah, well, I expect some sort of uh, reaction back and forth with him today. But, yeah, all in good hearts, as you know. Bit of playful jousting, I, I think, is, is necessary, isn't it? Derby week, I'd imagine. You know, he is aware that he's coming on with a couple of reds. I think we both Would you in... still class yourself as a red, would you think? <laughs> well... I have lumped on us with the league the last two seasons, and uh, I think it's a bit unfair. This criticism, this criticism I get as a uh, as a closet blue or a, a blue under the bed, as as has been thrown at me over the <laughs> last the last few months. But I've got a lot of I've got a lot of blue mates, Ben. Probably more than yourself. You know, I've had flatmates who've been yep. Evertonians and whatnot. So I think maybe you're a bit more the the wind up copite, wouldn't you say, than uh, than me. I'd say so, yeah. I, I, I think it's fair. A fair summarisation would be he's coming on today, Peter Reid, with, with one and a half Liverpool fans. That was that fair. <laughs> Wasn't that a Nickelodeon show or something back in the day? Fucking hell. I don't know, you'd know. You still watch it now, don't you? Got nothing better to do. You hardly work, do you? <laughs> oh, mate, the work that goes into this podcast, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know, lad. You wouldn't know the day. You're going to have to come and sit with me through an edit one of these days. To, uh, what's, the, what's the saying? Bear the, what, what? the fruit of our labour, my labour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we're, we're, it's starting to, starting to come into fruition at least, anyway. So all these long hours that you've uh, you're apparently put into the pod may uh, may may start to be worth it. Who knows? Yeah, from little acorns, as the saying goes. That's big right. Yeah, this is the first step on the uh, the path to uh, to greatness potentially in the uh, in the podcast game. Who knows? <laughs> Let's see. Let's crawl before we run. Hey, let's see how we get on with Reedy. He might put the phone down after about five minutes. I was going to say, it's going to be an interesting dynamic because we haven't, there's been literally no foreplay, has there? We haven't spoke to him. No. Well, we've spoke to his, uh, his representative, shall we say, or you have. Yeah, so yeah. Just, really. But you're, he went to school, there's a bit of a family link with, with yourself, isn't it, Popey? You went to school with some of your uncles and whatnot. He's a good mate of your uncle, I believe. So yeah, so so obviously he's from Eighton as is, as my mum, and my mum went to the same senior school as him, Saint Augustine's. I think it's known as the Beckets now. And my mum's younger brother, who's my uncle, Uncle Bill, Billy Smith, doesn't get more of a generic scouse name than that. Was yeah, one of his uh, one of his mates in school apparently. At oh. least at, le- at, le- at least that's what's always been said within the family. We're gonna get him on now. I'm not gonna ask him if he knows our Billy Smith, and then he'll. Uh, He'll just let me down softly, probably, won't he? Won't know him from Adam, probably. Yeah, make me out to be a liar, yeah. 
I mean, we've been doing a bit of research. Obviously, obviously, we're well aware of Peter Reid. I think with us being in our mid thirties, we only seen the back end of his career at Man City and whatnot, didn't we? We've been doing a bit of research, haven't we? The last few days, lad. And what a what a player he was. What what a decorated player he was. And we'll get into all that with him later. But um, I was speaking to Adam Forshaw over my knee injury this morning, and he was just saying about the reputation of him at the club. Obviously, Adam come through with Everton himself, and as a centre midfielder. He is like so highly regarded at Everton. You know, Adam would hear about him most days coming through, like, in comparison. I can see, Steve, we've got somebody in the waiting room here on the okay. LEW. Okay. So, is, uh, is that his, his, his alter ego, is it? Or, I'll admit, hope it's, hope it's him anyway. Let's hope for the best. It could be. Should you want to, do you want to accept our guest in? I have, mate, yeah. I am. The joining now. Okay. There we go. Yeah, go on. video. Like it. Hello, Peter. How are we doing? Not too bad. Yeah, mate. Go you make okay? yourself. Uh, not bad. After uh, trying to get on new the link for about ten minutes, but <laughs> oh, uh, I can't see you. How do I do that now? There we go. Are you going on? You right, oh, yeah. there. Nice to meet you. Yeah, let's I'm have a, a bit, look. Yeah. Am I a bit too high up here? No, you sound no, there. You know. Me, you know. Is that Hello, okay? Reedy. I'm Steve, you're okay? Yeah, where are you based? We're, I'm Ale, I'm Ale Village. Oh, we're, posh, posh. Well, you know, <laughs> speak with... I'm, I'm, I'm Bro Green, Peter, originally from... Oh, right, right. Originally from Arlington, I've lived here for eight years, though, with me missus and me two little boys. Oh, I, see, I thought you were London-based for some reason. No, 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 Scousers. No, no, a couple of Scousers, yeah. Did, did... Oh, all right, all right, brilliant, brilliant, so did... good... Hey, I was here. I've been trying to get the derby game. I've got to go to Barcelona. I'm devastated. I've, if I'm honest, I haven't enjoyed watching football without the speckies. No, no, it's not the same, is it really? It's crap. It's crap. I'm trying to get into it and I can't get into it. I mean, Everton have had a great start, some of the results, but I just... It, it, I tell you what, I'd rather walk down the park with a couple of mates and watch it with a game. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I watch my grandson, and there's a few parents about, and there's more. It, 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 Where do you live in these days, Peter? You, you, you're still on night now, yeah? You? You're still in two dogs. No, me, 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 uh, me sister's in in the house I was brought up in. My yeah. mum's got a bungalow in Prescott. Ashon. Yeah. And Michael and Carol are still around there, but I've 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 lived in the same place in this house since um, '86. Coming back from the World Cup, just outside Bolton. Oh, really? Right, yeah. okay. If I'm going down to my mum's, it'll take me 25 minutes, and if I'm in Eighton to get to town, it takes longer. So it's yeah. it's ideal to be fair. Yeah. Well, that's handy, isn't it? I've got um, you went to the same school. Apparently, my mum went to St Augustine's in Eighton. And apparently you were mates with uh, with my uncle, who's my mum's younger brother, Billy Smith. It's, it's quite a generic scout's name, isn't it? No, yeah, Smith. yeah, Billy But, uh, uh, yeah, St. Augustine's a Canterbury, yeah. Uh, I went there, well, as a kid. Do you remember Billy Smith? I, I was going back a while yeah. now, innit? But apparently yeah, you mates with him. Yeah, I do. From I the Johns and Eighton. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's either the Johns or Muscroft. You know, yeah, exactly, yeah, so. But the, the, the thing... Um, about that, I remember taking an 11 plus 
And back in the day when I was a lad, if you if you passed your 11 plus, you went to SFX, De La Salle or St. Eddie's. Yeah. Who didn't play, who didn't play football. Ah, right. Back one of the St. Eddie's didn't play, did they? No, it's quite a good school, isn't it? More of a rugby yeah, school. Yeah, well, they've all got, but they were rugby schools, like. So well, I, thought, I, yeah, I, yeah. Can, I can relate to that. I went up to Way Deacon in Witness. That was fucking terrible. Me four foot nothing trying to play rugby at 14 against these Witnessians with beards. Yeah, yeah. Big woolly yeah, backs, yeah. You don't fancy that, do you? I bailed out. Yeah. I bailed but, uh, out. Peter, just want to, first of all, obviously, welcome you to the show and, and thanks for joining yeah. us as. It's our first special guest, really, because what is it now, Steve? Our, our 23rd episode? 20, 23rd it is, yeah. It, it's kind of, how do you explain it? It's kind of like a joke that's got out of hand, isn't it, really? Me and you, we we kind of, <laughs> we're two mates who've been talking about sport and gambling for, like, the last 20 years, and we thought, right, we'll we'll do a show out of it, won't we, and start recording it. It's kind of just gone from strength to strength recently, hasn't it, locally? And you're our first guest, Peter, yeah? Which for two Liverpool fans having a former Everton legend as a first guest, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, you well, can't get older. Can't get older than any of them. They can't wear. <laughs> I was going to say you were second on the list of John Aldridge. Um, yeah. <laughs> time on the list. Oh, yeah. To be to be fair, um, that that era, even though it was very competitive on the park, there was a huge respect off the. Park. Well, we can go into that, can't? Yeah, we will. We will. We'll go into what. Yeah. I can't wait to get into all that with you. Well, I know our loyal listeners have been waiting for, for a long time, really a couple of months, for, for this moment, our first guest on the show, and I'm sure you'll uh, you'll prove to be worth the wait. So no, no pressure then, eh? When are we starting? Now? Let's go, yeah, let's, let's, we'll get let's right get into, into it. it. Yeah, yeah. Sam? Yeah. Well, well be, being the first guest uh, with uh, two rednecks is an honour, I've got to say. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah, I'm a bit of banter today. Don't worry about that. Obviously, the derby on the uh, on the horizon. I'm quite shocked you signed up, Peter. I wasn't sure. I thought he'd ah, I'd take one look at them and go now. Nah, hey, by the way, if it if it had known it was used to, I wouldn't have done. <laughs> <laughs> but before oh, before we get on to footy, uh, Reedy, I wanted to. You've been quite political over the last few months on Twitter during the pandemic. I just wanted to know your thoughts on these recent local tightening up in the city yeah. of Liverpool. I think everybody in Liverpool's got a social awareness about him, and I think in the era, the era I played in the eighties, where the city, uh, our city, went through such a, a torrid time. But but I think uh, football, music, comedy, because we can always laugh at ourselves, got us through that. I think the new lockdown restrictions, you need to be. A lawyer to go through because if I go in a boot, if I owned a boozer, I'd yep. get a load of, I'd get a sack full of spuds, roast them, put them on the bar, a load of sausages, say, There you go, lads, there's your food. Who wants a pint to Guinness? Exactly, <laughs> yeah, that's the way, right? It's not, it's, and, and by the way, uh, the, the most important thing is, is looking after people, uh, in my opinion, and, and obviously the most vulnerable. 
the elderly in care homes, I think they should be ring fenced, looked after. Uh, I yeah. couldn't believe earlier on when he he was sort of herded out of hospitals without uh, COVID tests, and, yeah. and many of them lost their lives. And the vulnerable, I've got a brother who's vulnerable who's had it. So I've got personal experience of it. We've got to look after people like that, uh, without a doubt. I understand balancing it with the economy. I understand that. Yeah. And whatever way it is for people in entertainment, it's difficult. There's got to be that balance. And, and this government, I mean, it's not an easy job. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I think there's some of the decisions that they've made have been, how can I be kind? Pathetic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's 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 funny you say that. Yeah, about you to understand everything you do need to be a lawyer because I know obviously there's still a lot of ambiguity around sorts of restrictions and why certain areas have got stronger restrictions than, than others. And I don't know. It just just seems mad, really. That I'm still trying to fa- uh, find that uh, test, trace, and track yeah. uh, system that was going to be well beaten that wasn't. Given to the NHS, NHS to operate, it was through private firms like Serco, where millions and millions of pounds are being lost. Now that's hopefully will come out in the inquiry. The most important thing is safeguarding the vulnerable mm. and the elderly. It doesn't care whether you're, you're seventy or eighty. We need to look after these people because they've given a lot to this uh, country and to this world. So that's 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 my basic concern. And by the way, if it's going to cost billions, yeah, let it cost billions. Yeah. We bail the banks out. Exactly. Exactly, Peter. Fortunes, yeah. by the way. 500 billion compared to 50 yeah. billion for furlough. And they're saying, you know, yeah. we're going to have to make up furlough down the line. Well, where's, where's the bank and where's the 500 billion for the banks being, uh, being made exactly. up, you know? Exactly. Where's, where's yeah. the proven data as well? The proven case studies, like to, to put certain areas and such. Hey, listen, listen, lads. We could be on for an hour now talking about that because yeah. they just keep going around in circles. I mean, listen, I I listen to the question time. The big liar doesn't answer the question. Oh, sorry, the RPM doesn't answer the question. <laughs> listen, I know the tricky. I know. Let's say they're economical with the truth sometimes. Trickier than Alan uh, Ball, aren't just like, just like Brexit. I mean, now the fa- its coming home to roost to the farmers now. You know, yeah. they said that we were we were gonna we're gonna lower the standards of the food in, in government. They saw people uh, MPs having a vote on it. It's not right, but you know, it's a democracy. It is, and the, the country keep voting for them, Peter. Voted to come out, mind you. I think it was a bent. An advisory referendum, which uh, Cameron got um, hoodwinked by the right wing of his party. Well, yeah. I'm getting really into it now, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, you might need to slow down, we, we best get on to foot. We best get on to foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. <laughs> You're talking about difficult times in the 80s there, Peter, and it's it's quite fitting almost to have a derby this week, this Saturday, in light mm. of everything that's going on. What are your personal highlights and lowlights, uh, those 80s games, personally? Listen, I, I go back to being a kid, uh, watching them in the 60s and the 70s, and I was of your persuasion, believe it or not, um, 
Well, I heard that this morning. Yeah, off a of neighbour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. there we go. Is that breaking news, like, or what? Is that a... Is that a <laughs> no. Well, you know, my mum dropped me on the head. My mum dropped me on the head. over it. But, yeah, so, so I, I can remember, you know, I can remember the game, the, the cup game where... Um, I think there was uh, cameras at Anfield was played at Goodwood and things like this, and I can remember having arguments with my mates at school. Same goes on now, and that is that is the magic of football. And 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 I know uh, Everton have been poor recently, or Liverpool have been strong. Let's let's put it that yeah. way. So it's been it. I like it in the eighties. It was nip and tuck, and they were great. I was dead lucky, maybe, because I played for Eighton Boys, who won the English schools trophy in, I think it was 71. Uh, Alan Bleasdale, the famous player, I was one of the coaches, he was a school teacher, and Eddie Kilshaw, an ex-pro, but we had a great team, a real good team. Yeah. And I was fortunate enough when I was 14 to play at Anfield in a semi-final, and Goodison in the final. I mean, for a fourteen-year-old kid. Unreal, isn't it? I mean, you get oh, some old back, can you for a lo- for, for a local lad? I got the Holton Stadium in school. That, that was not not quite the same. Uh... <laughs> yeah. oh, I played at, I played at Penny Lane as well uh, against Liverpool boys, and we beat them two-one. Uh, played at Kirby <laughs> Stadium, and we turned them over. And but they, they were great games. They were, I mean, really good players, really good players. And, and you know, you know yourselves, lads. Uh, when you brought up on on Merseyside, Liverpool, footy's the only sport. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and the eighties was it. My first derby, I, I, I can I can recall when I went to Everton. I think I was sub, and, and Liverpool battered us three 0 at Anfield, and that was where we were going through a bad spell. And then the corresponding one at our place, uh, Goodison, it was one apiece. But added to that. There was a Milk Cup final, which yeah. was incredible. You know, going through such tough times, uh, the city, when we both got there in, in the League Cup. Was it the Milk Cup then? I, I can't remember. Yeah. But it, it was an amazing experience. You give yourself to it lasted down, but... It was nil apiece. Um, it was a tight game, but we we were getting closer to Liverpool. Um, in fact, Jockey Jockey Hansen, if VAR was in, we'd we'd have won the game. <laughs> we lost we lost the replay one nil at uh, Main Road. Suey missed control on on the edge of the box and drilled it in the bottom corner. Good, good strike. It's not like but, a typical blue nose there, Eddie. Should have won the game. Hey, listen, I always tell the truth. Have a, have a look at it on the video. But it was sort of, we knew then we were competing. Mm, yeah. You know, we knew we were competing. And, and and the biggest thing for us, I think that Liverpool knew we were coming, you know, Kenny, and they knew. Well, you know, well, that's... They knew we were, we were getting there. We th- were that's getting it, there. Reedy. You, you kind of, you coming into the team, you talk about Everton being on a bad run in derbies at the moment. Yeah. And... You kind of coming into the team in the 80s kind of correlated with 
with the results improving in derbies. Yeah. And do you see similarities and parallels this weekend? I know there's been early promise with, with Everton this season. Do you think a big result or a, a win or a, a draw even will um, will kind of cement yeah. that this is the real deal, really, with this Everton side? I think I think you've always got to put yourself against the best. And, and, and at, at this moment in time, Liverpool are the best. So it's, it's a yardstick. I mean, back when, when I got in the side, Nandy Gray, we were full of young players who who hadn't got confidence. You know, the Southalls, the, the Gary Stevens, the Mountfields, the Radcliffs, Adrian E. Chorpy. These were only young men, relatively. Yeah. You know, Kevin Richardson. Uh, they were, so I think once we got on the run, they grew up on the park. Now... Uh, Calvert-Lewin is sort of grown up recently. I, I mean, yeah. you know, Ancelotti, whatever you say. And it, the acid test will be in the derby game. But yeah. I, I see, a, what do we see? I see a bit of steel in them. Mm. I, see, yeah. I, see, I see a bit of steel in them. And I see belief in them. Because there's been flashes. Uh, there's it, been flashes, Peter, hasn't there? Flashes under Moyes. There was... Yeah, few, yeah, few yeah, flashes under yeah. under Bobby Brown's shoes there as well, wasn't it? But does yeah. this feel like the real deal with, with Carlo? Well, it, it, I, I, the, the thing I'd say about it is, um, obviously, I, I, I know the training ground from people I know is a happy place. Mm. Once you've got that environment, yeah. I think you're halfway <laughs> there. I mean, you, I was I was at a dinner recently. Mr. Antolotti was uh, was there and. Just having a little chat with him, you you get a you get a feeling, you get a feeling about the place. I I think, I think his signings. I think the boy Alan looks a really good player, intelligent, fills holes, reads the game, yeah. gets it down, passes it. The a little bit like yourself, a, maybe in your mould a bit, Peter. Well, one or two people have, have uh, mentioned that. I think it's in a similar position, and I, I've got to say, I think he's a really good player. Um, the boy, the Corey, looks decent box-to-box, yeah. energy, legs. Uh, which and then are, Rodriguez, you've, you've, you've got signing of the season so far, and no doubt about it, in, in James Rodriguez. He's I been think, a, a fresh air, really, and he's for the, for the team. Yeah, that, that left peg. He looks as though he can make him score a goal. That, yeah. that, I mean, so if you get that balance around him, the energy, people, you know, digging yeah. in, in. I think... I think it's all about the balance and you know if you look at the top you look at Liverpool the top three have got great energy boom 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 but you look at how solid they are in the middle of the park and yeah. people have a go at Henderson he, do, he can't do this he, by the way Henderson does a lot of things that people don't see he's, yeah. he's the leader on yeah. the pitch and so, it, out as well and what we need really and he's a big part of our success in there the best midfields midfielders protect the back four or protect yeah. At the back three, if you want, and that's the awesome. job, you know. Besides yeah. getting on it and trying to start attacks with good early passing, it is a, there's an ugly part of that about it. Game, well, I don't think it's ugly, um, and it's no. going out the game, which I don't like. Is, is the tackling and 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 the, the hard work and stopping people play? Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it myself. I think with Everton, it all starts with obviously the manager and and obviously Ancelotti's track record. Speaks for itself, and he's he's one of the best best managers in the world. So I think while obviously your club you're in you're in good hands. Just just on management, obviously you had a, a great management record yourself, most notably at Sunderland. 
uh, where you led them to the, the promised land of the Premier League and yeah. place finished seventh in, in 2000. I remember at the time, my father would always used to say that, that you'd make a, a great Everton manager one day. Is that something you'd, ever, something you'd ever had the chance to do? No, I, I, I mean, it was a bit of speculation. Oh, who, who left Everton? I'm trying to think who... Would it be the time Walter Smith left? I got yeah. a couple of phone calls about an interest, but nothing, nothing come about it from Everton Football Club. So it was just rumours more than anything. Is it something you would have liked to have done? Obviously, being a former player. Yeah, then? I think. I, th- I think. Yeah. Uh, hey, listen. Whatever you say about Everton, and, and I think we, we we need a new ground. But there's there's a history and a tradition and a passion about the, the the football club. You know. So of course, I mean, when it's your football club, I, th- I think you'd you'd love to go and have a go at it. I mean, I speak yeah. to Joe Royal about it, and obviously Colin Harvey, and, and to be fair, Colin. Uh, you know, he lived and breathed it. Joe had success in relative terms, winning an FA Cup. And, and, and of course, Howard, as an ex-player, uh, brought me to Goodison Park and, and they were all ex-players and they all yeah. had an uh, affinity with the club. So, yeah, it, it would have been it would have been nice, but listen... No I, I, regrets. I, nah, I had a good football career. I, I mean, I had a few injuries, but... Uh, I think you, you, you were definitely qualified for the job, Reedy. I don't know, I, I feel like you've done a great job at Leeds, I think you kept Leeds up, didn't you? And you've you done a yeah. great job with City. I think you finished above United even before all the uh, the money came all in, did you? Yeah, yeah I, City. Manchester City, I mean, now with the, the money and it's unrecognisable, but it's always had that great fan base, you know. You know, to yeah. be fair to them, when they went down to the, the old third division, uh, I think Joe Royal was there at the time, funny enough, but some of the, some of the crowds that they used to get, it's like Leeds when they yeah, went down, yeah. you know, these these, these are a great clubs with the tradition, not Forest with their way. Mm, of course. You know, yeah, these clubs the cups, yeah. And, and yeah, and the, the great football clubs, and if I'm, if I'm honest, I really enjoyed the um, being at Man City, you know, competing against... Uh, Sir Alex, who, by the way, believe it or not, Sir Alex was going through a dodgy spell at Manchester United yeah. at the time. Yeah, Mark Robbins I mean, saved him his job, didn't he? Yeah, on, it, it was it against uh, Notts Forest, yeah, in the cup game. Yeah, yeah. And Fergie made a decision. I think he left Jim Leighton out in a FA Cup final replay and played Les Seeley. And you look back as a manager, and you think, wow. What a decision that is! Because if it had gone the other way, like yeah, off yeah, the pitch, if it had gone the other way. It's a results business, isn't it? If it goes the other way, oh, the criticism course, yeah, is... My margins as well, yeah. I was looking at uh, Liverpool a couple of years ago when they, they went close and I, I looked at the team and I'm not saying I'm great, but he went and got Alisson and he went and got a centre-half 
Yeah. And he, he, he just went bang, bang. And I, and for me, they were the positions. So as a manager, you go, whack. You know, Ancelotti's yeah. done it. Mm. He's gone for two in the middle of the park and he's gone to creative. So he's identified what he thinks uh, 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 he can improve and straight away and they both go and do it yeah. and I think that's and they, hey listen you might get everyone right but if you get a majority right you got a chance yeah definitely definitely I mean the Blues couldn't be in better form for Saturday Peter is it a good or bad time to be playing Liverpool after the Aston Villa car crash the other week oof yeah oh, bad, it's a bad time yeah. in my opinion you'd expect another reaction yeah well, listen, you don't win a championship by fluke. You, no. you don't win a, you, you know, you, you, and, and you, look at the, you, you look at the players uh, in the squad, because you've got a good squad when you get a heavy defeat, which it was, and, 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 and to be fair, it was very unlike this Liverpool side, because they looked sloppy, they looked... It's a mad game, really, yeah. It was mad, it was very strange, Crazy. like surreal watching yeah, it, it was, it was and, and I think they'll be at full throttle. I think it's going to be a really, it's really going to be a tough game. It, I mean, it, it, listen, it's going to be fascinating, absolutely fascinating. And even though I'm not enjoying watching football at the moment, because of the, the, the lack of crowds, football's about supporters. Don't mm. care what anyone says. I yeah, mean, all this yeah. pay for view and watching it on telly is great. But I will tell you what, if it's not full stadiums, I, I find it. I find it. What's the word? I want boring. It's boring. Yeah. The right word. Yeah. yeah, I do. I do. I've got to say, I'm I'm, I'm like thinking, this is crap. Yeah. <laughs> it is, but I, I, I think for Saturday, in terms of depth of, of quality for both teams, I think it's going to be one of the better Merseyside derbies in recent years. One question I did have here, which was a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but I suppose I'm <laughs> my own question at the same time. Obviously, one area where there's, there's not much quality on the pitch is, is with the two goalies that are going to be on display. Um, <laughs> I, was actually, I was going to say to you as well, who do you reckon the second-worst goalie in the Prem is behind Pickford? <laughs> but I think I've answered that in Adria who's uh, yeah, I think it's two clowns on display if, if I'm gonna, listen, expect if a high scoring game anyway if I'm going to answer that I'm gonna, I want my solicitor here <laughs> in terms of moving forward for the season ahead have you got any concerns in terms of the squad depth because obviously your starting 11 looks great in all seriousness listen um, we used to play like three games a week uh, I remember playing in an FA Cup and the third, the third round, we played four games against Sheffield Wednesday. I know you know, won't believe this. Obviously, two of them were extra time. Then we yeah. drew Middlesbrough. We played three games. So we played seven games. And in the fifth round, we, we drew Liverpool at Goodison. And we got beat one nil. We played eight games in the FA Cup. And we got knocked out in the fifth round. I think they had the score. And people, people look as though, as though you're crackers. And listen, <laughs> I, I, I know the game, and 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 the, these boys are athletes. I'm not stupid. It's quick. Yeah. But I played in Sunes and Dalgleish and people like this. Bracewell, Matt. If you look at the pictures after October, 
I mean, they were like wood bats. Terrible. So yeah. it, it takes it. I mean, and can you imagine someone rolling your ball and it, it's bobbling because it used to do? And you've got yeah. like Brian Robson coming in here and you're thinking, <laughs> if I have a miscontrol here, I'm in trouble. He's doing so, me. <laughs> Yeah, it's a different game, and, and and you know when you're on about squads, I would love to, I'd, I'd love to have played in the modern game with the pitches and yeah. and, and like, hey, we used to go out and what, what's the word they, they use? Um, we used to rehydrate a little bit different back in the day than the lads do now. <laughs> um, but every every what I'm saying is what you know, it, 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 it is a squad game, but. To play 50, 60 games and at a high intensity, I think I think that's you know you should be able to do that, especially these boys. Have yeah. Everton got strength in depth? Not as much as I think Mr. Ancelotti would like, but mm. it's it takes time it's a project, to get that. Isn't it? it's, 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 it's yeah, it takes time. Project, it will and, take time uh, to obviously build the squad, and Liverpool are still doing it themselves. To be honest with you. What about like about the signings? You've got to say he knew Alan from yeah. Italian mm. football. You've got to yeah. say about well, Decore he knew, and certainly he's managed Rodriguez. Rodriguez. He got the best out of him, didn't he? So they, yeah. they're his signings. You know, you know. Recently, when I look at the, the recruitments and the signings at, at Everton, I'm not sure he's bought players in. No. Well, that was a strange. That was a strange dynamic, wasn't it? Where was it? Was it Walsh was above Cumin or something at one point? Well, if it, and... if it, was it Walsh? Yeah. Was it? Was it Brandt? Was it the managers? It was like, you know, it's it's. And I understand. I understand. You've got a recruitment agency. Uh, sorry, a, a recruitment department. But I think I personally think a manager should have some input. Yeah. To that. Definitely. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Peter, definitely. I've got it. Just in terms of your expectations or aspirations for this season, to your mates who are Everton fans, and it surprised me when I was I was speaking to one of them in particular before the season started, and he's he's quite cynical at the best of times, but he was a little bit yeah. worried uh, about the season ahead, and he was was talking about potentially relegation battle, and then I seen him again the other day, four games in, <laughs> winning the league. Um, such is the fickle nature of, of, of football fans in general, really. Um, what are your aspirations for Everton for the season, Ed? Would you be happy with the trophy that you can bag one, or where do you reckon you'll finish the league? I always, I always think a trophy is is a must. The first one's always, I think, the hardest. You know, when I played, it was the FA Cup. We gained a lot of confidence from that. So yeah, um, the start when they won at Tottenham. I, I was I was thinking, wow, it's a good start. How good at Tottenham? Yeah. But the certain games now where I've looked at them and they, Everton have conceded in the games, and it's 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 a tight one. Now they've got over that, and I think that's a, a good yeah. quality. Yeah, you know, yeah. the, the good teams get over conceding goals and. and, and it's that Italian defensive signature, isn't it? I think that he's that he's brought Ancelotti. You know, it, that's they build from the back, don't they? The Italians. Yeah, yeah, and, and 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 they've got a bit of um, 
you've got a bit of character about him. Now, having said all this, I think it's a big test at the weekend, a big test against uh, uh, the league, the Premier League champions who've been hurt. The mm. big test, and it's one I'm looking. I think I think this will uh, give us a lot of answers this weekend. How, how do we think it'll go? I honestly, my heart hopes it, it, it is, but I, I still think Liverpool are strong. So mm. for me, this is a, a, an acid test for Everton Football Club. And that's why it's it's such an intriguing game. We've yeah. fought this over the last few years, though, Peter, and it has been disappointing for the last decade or so, hasn't it? Maybe even 15 years. The game itself, the build-up's always great. Yeah, yeah. And uh, even, well, I feel like it's even not as feisty as it as it once was. My me, me cousin is a, is a bet trader, and he said it's the least disciplined big derby in Europe and has been for the last, like, 10 years. Would, would you believe, like... Well, the, hey, listen, the game's changed and you, you can get sent off for the... Uh, a gust to win nowadays, can't you? Um, so <laughs> it, it, it's 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 you know, I, I look back on some of the some of the our games that you see on on telly sometimes, and uh, I, I sit with my grandson, and he, he you know he, he watches these games, and he, he just can't, cannot believe what's happened. He's no. ten, so he just he's just he's just amazed at the the, the physicality of the like. Mm. So yeah. it, it has it has changed. But listen, I think I think. Because Liverpool have been so successful, you know, over the years, I think um, I haven't been looking forward to them. No. You know, you know it, because invariably Everton yeah. are on the end of getting a point or getting beat. Mm. You've got, you got a different mindset, though, this season, obviously, given the start that you've had. I, I, quietly optimistic, yes. That's a good description. Good description. By the way, if we win Sunday, I'll be straight on to you too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have you back for our Derby review show next hey, weekend. I'll be, straight, hey, I'll be straight downtown, hey, but, and I don't care if it's third tier lockdown. I'll find you too. <laughs> hey, well, Peter, I've got. And by the way, I, I, I don't mind the night in the nick. <laughs> fine I'm in I'm in I'm all in lads it'll be worth it it'll be worth it for a little glow won't it I reckon definitely top man top man Peter I've got to admit um, it wasn't until I was doing research for today that I'd realised that you'd once finished fourth behind the likes of Maradona and Platini in the World Player of the Year plus you're one of only three Scousers to have ever won uh, PFA Player of the Year along with Gerard and Rooney so not bad mm. company which which of the two are you you're more proud of, and are either of them comparable to to the one FA Cup and Cup winners cup that you won at Everton? I think I think I think team owners. Team owners for me are the best because you only win an individual one if you're in a good team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and when you when you, when your peers vote for you, the fellas that you're kicking hell out of every week, that's a massive honour. It's a big one. But yeah. um, you know it is, isn't it? You know because certainly some of them players. Who, who voted for me at the time must have disliked me yeah. because I was horrible. You must have kicked a few <laughs> up the arse there, Peter. 
Yeah, you know, I, wa- I wasn't I wasn't the nicest chap to meet on the park. Off the park, it was great. But, <laughs> but do you know what football's about? And I've been lucky, you know, Eighton lads. I grew up playing for Eighton boys. I've won an FA Cup League Championship in Europe. It played for me country. It, 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 it's it's like you, all your dreams come true. Mm. So you know, and, and picking out the the best for me. And, and I've always said the league championship. But the best for me was the first one. You, I think you mentioned it before. You know what would what would you want? That first trophy. Yeah, it was the catalyst for the the others. And I always remember Howard Kendall's face coming down the, the great Wembley steps. He'd been under a lot of pressure and getting a lot of stick, and a smile on his face that day it will always live with me. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? of course. And, 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 and I've got a, I've got a picture in in me in me bar through there of me, me mum and me dad and me with the FA Cup. Yeah, and I've lost my half now, but ah, yeah. that is me me favourite picture. You know course, what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 We always it's have a laugh. Just... There's, there's basically a reoccurring theme on this podcast, Peter. I'm a bit of a traditionalist. I love the FA Cup, still do. Yeah, I do. But, but obviously, given all of the money that's in football now, it, it's obviously not not considered as prestigious as say a Champions League or a Premier League, which yeah. is which is sad, really. But just just the way it's obviously football's gone. No, no, you're right. I'm, I mean, if you look at uh, some of the the old films of, of FA Cup Day, it was like a it's like it was like a holiday. I, I can remember mm. being a kid watching it and my mum getting the uh, the the lemonade out and the, the sarnies out, you know. And you know, it was like a big day. And, yeah, yeah. and that was whoever was involved in the the FA Cup final. You yeah. know, I, what was what would be my earliest? I think my earliest was would be sixty three when I was about seven. Manchester United, Leicester, then Howard Kendall played in the sixty four West Ham. So. You know, I can remember, and, by, and Liverpool sixty-five. Yeah. I can, rem- I can remember because it was like, wow, the FA Cups on, and, and we got tellies in. You he's, know, even though we had to put a tanner in the back. He's still like that, that. Reedy. He, he had the he had the bunt now for Chelsea Arsenal a few months ago, didn't you, Popey? <laughs> you loved the FA Cup. <laughs> Honestly, God. I did, I've got some great memories of the FA Cup. I remember in two thousand and one, obviously when we beat Arsenal. Quite luckily, really, we, we had Michael Owen on the day. Went yeah. with me. Fella to Cardiff, some, some great memories. Like, of course, of course. Of course. We went to 2006, didn't we, Steve? The yeah, yeah, we did, yeah. Yeah, some, some great days out. Yeah. Now, we are a bit of a betting podcast, Peter. I, I don't know oh, if, right. if you're aware of that, but I wanted to ask you a little bit. Obviously, football players can't bet on the sport nowadays. You, you'll, you'll probably know, but you hear yeah. stories of, like, back in the day, Alan Hansen picking his nags out, uh, the racing post, half an hour before the game. Uh, do you think we've lost a bit of that working man's element of the game nowadays with the, with the modern game? Yes, without a doubt. I used to have a bet on, on if I fancy does, I'd have a few quid on us. Yeah. Um, I can was it? I can always remember um, just doing a. It, it was our old Trafford, and I was just coming off the pitch after the, uh, 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 the warm up. It wasn't like the warm ups nowadays with the motorway, you know, uh, cones on there. It was you know warm <laughs> coming down, coming down when old, old Trafford used to come out in the middle, and and the players' lounge was there. Was there, and it's about fourteen minutes to three, 
And Lou McCarthy is in a suit watching the racing. And I'm going, <laughs> I'm going, he's playing in me. And he's going, yeah. And that was the way it was. And, and I'm, not, I'm not having a go at Lou because I think it relaxed him. You know yeah. what I'm, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. But I, I always remember that. And I thought, God, but it was, it was a different way of life. Yeah. I mean, we used to, we used to have sweeps and bets and new you fancy and oh yeah. everything, you know. That was back in the day. Now nowadays, obviously, uh, with the amount of money and it, the the the, uh, the players nowadays can't do it. But they're on, inst- they're on Instagram yeah. and that now, aren't they? I think really scrolling Instagram yeah. and whatnot instead, probably nowadays. I do, I do, I do Twitter. I'm I'm no good at that Instagram. I, I can't get into that at all. No. That that Facebook uh, bypasses me. I like the Twitter. I can uh, I can just about work. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we have a bit of a laugh, Peter. I'm I'm 35. I've got to be the only person in my 30s who hasn't got any form of social media accounts. I'm not on Twitter, Facebook. Right. The point where it's just I'm 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 quite principled, you know. I'm just doing it out of spite more so than any. Got <laughs> <laughs> a bet with one of my mates who reckons that I'll get on it. So uh, yeah, just because I was a, a wager, I refuse to go on it. The Twitter is uh, good for me for education. I mean, yeah. you learn you learn certain things. I mean, some of the rubbish on there. Is, is is quite frightening, but it's yeah. one of them. It's it's one of them. The people who write that rubbish should be writing graffiti on the walls. So I just ignore it. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. Well, this I, is it. Yeah. I don't. I can't imagine yeah. you get much stick either, Peter. I think red or blue. There's probably not many who've got a bad word to say about you in this in this city. Is there <laughs> really? I think football-wise, I'm all right. I think some of the, the right-wing trolls try to have a go, but I just like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, just yeah. like say, uh, thanks, Einstein. You know. You know it all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's been wonderful. It's been wonderful. If you take yourself too serious, you've got a problem. You've got to be able to laugh at yourself. Like the Newcastle fans give me that monkey's head, and I think it's brilliant. (laughs) I I do look like a monkey, so I ain't got a problem with it. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant, brilliant. Sorry, come on, I was going to say, just, just before we wrap up, can you just give us a quick prediction for Saturday's game and, and let us know what score Everton are going to get, please? <laughs> I think it'll be tight. And I think, well, hold on. I hope. Go on. One nil, Calvin Lewin across, getting above Van Dyke. Me, me heart says a draw. Okay, a draw, and I give us a man of the match then, Peter as well. Pickford. Oh. <laughs> just to upset, just to upset you too. <laughs> You weren't expecting that, was you? No, 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 no that's it. We'll get that up. We'll get that up as our solo tip of the week. Peter Reed, he's going. He's going Pickford, man of the match. Brilliant, brilliant. Just want to thank you, Peter. Obviously supporting a couple of local lads. Obviously, we're, yeah, we're 
you know, our first guest. And uh, yeah, really appreciate the support and any obviously ongoing support you can give us moving forward. Be yeah, really, en- I'm really enjoyed it as well, Peter. Brilliant. And uh, uh, good. We'll we'll do it again sometime. But uh, don't forget to give me a call after the weekend, and we uh, we'll we'll meet up, and I'll I'll get the champagne out because the results. <laughs> How do you get off? I don't know. You're stuck <laughs> with us now. <laughs> Leave, I've left. That's it, he's gone. Let's see. Uh, yeah, he's gone, he's gone. But that went all right, didn't it? Not half, yeah, top man. <laughs> brilliant lad, Ronnie. Hey. Yeah, brilliant though, really good. Obviously, I really appreciate his time. And Although I think he's got a few uh, few nominations for uh, for Keegan of the Week, which we'll, uh, which we'll come on to in a bit more. Details shortly, but brilliant, yeah, really, really couldn't have asked for a better first guest, I don't think. It was just like having to your uncle, one. It was like having to one of the Jagos in the Fullwood or something that for me there. Unbelievable. <laughs> and if he uh, if he if Everton do win and he, and he does come knocking next week, I'll uh, I'll certainly be breaking this little sober spell I'm on and we'll get out on the last with Reedy, eh? Do you reckon, yeah? Do you reckon he'd be up for that? <laughs> I, think, I think he's deadly serious. He seems like a man of his word, doesn't he? And I think uh, He's a fella you'd love to have a pint with, isn't he? He's just got that vibe about him. Oh, imagine, lad. Yeah. I tell you what, though, lad. He threw us a real curveball there, didn't he? With the old video link. <laughs> I know, yeah. I didn't expect... Confidence to the man. I know. I didn't expect to do it on a uh, on video like as we do as vocally, don't we? Uh, audio call every week. I was going to say, yeah, for the benefit of the listeners who won't know this, we uh, we literally just do it as a, as a phone call over Zoom, don't we? And then next minute, Reed, he just pops up on his iPad, doesn't he? I haven't seen your face since Amsterdam in February, like. You know, it's quite a shock, that. <laughs> those, what do you think? Looking well? Those Rosie Stefan Ancho cheeks are still knocking about, eh? <laughs> no, they're a thing of the past, I don't think, yeah. I've got a beard now to cover them up. But it's covers my jawline, anyway. But without sounding a tit and a bit full of it, like I think you might struggle to get a better derby preview than that, lad. And uh, I just think he, he gave us so much there, didn't he? Really good, a couple of funny stories as well. Obviously, Lou Macari and, uh, as I say, for for a first guest, you couldn't have asked for uh, for much more, really. That's what the friendly derby was all about, as it used to be called. I think it's got a little bit more niggly over the last few years, certainly. And yeah, them more so than us. Well, well, maybe whatever. We turn them over, don't we? Well, maybe whatever can get a, a better side and getting a bit of momentum. Possibly that might. Uh, that might fade away a little bit more. We might become a little bit less pompous if they've got a good side. And uh, here we go. Where's the Everton sympathiser? Brilliant. <laughs> well, you've got to, haven't you? Not an escapes though. Not an escapes derby week, does it? I was speaking to my old fellas, um, good old mate Roy Webb there before the call. Even even COVID diagnosis that doesn't get away with it. Like his sons caught coronavirus, and um, he was saying he reckon they've caught he's caught it off a cop fight in in Walton. <laughs> In a, in a <laughs> wow! This, 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 that, that's that's this. this you literally got no boundaries. I've I've the blue nose, especially, especially Derby week. That's it. Uh, conspiracy theories to to a new level, really, isn't it? Don't think you had uh, any boundaries with Reedy either, really. There, you were uh, you getting stuck in a bit, weren't you? 
Well, I've got to really, haven't I? Yeah, play up to me uh, role as pantomime villain, as you know. So, uh, yeah, yeah could, could, couldn't let the, the opportunity go without asking him. And, uh, yeah, the little tongue and cheek question about Pickford and a few others, like, but all in good jest. And, yeah, he, he was great. It was, we had a laugh with him. There was a good back and forth. And overall, pretty good banter, really. So, hopefully, the, the listeners will think likewise. And uh, hopefully, he'll do us a solid and, uh, and, and retweet. The uh, the episode when it goes out, what has he got? Hundred and seventy five thousand followers. He's got a few. Yeah, he's he's dead lively on Twitter, and he, he's very well, uh, very well liked on there as well. I think uh, a lot of famous followers. I think Jeremy Corbyn follows him, so I think it'd be nice to get out there. I think his followers was uh, certainly Everton fans will, will enjoy it, and, and Red fans as well. I think it's a really good uh, Merseyside derby preview. Tell so you we, what, though, lad, we'll have some of that hundred and seventy five thousand, like. What have we got? A couple of hundred? Not even that on, on Instagram. <laughs> I've noticed since me rants on the last podcast, we've I think we've gained about three or four followers on the Instagram, okay. so uh, yeah, every, you're doing well, Lasty. Every little else. Every little else. Frankie goes to Hollywood. Possibly the most important thing this side of the world. Oh, yeah. Well, I... Should we get on a little bit with our regular show now, then Popey, and whiz through a few a few subjects and topics like we we usually do? Um, I wanted to stay on the Merseyside derby for a second because we've been doing our online. Well, I think I think the show can only regress really after the read the interview. But come on, we'll give it a go anyway. Just in general, do you mean the consistency of nothing else? Do you mean this show, like all week week by week? No, this particular show. I'm saying obviously we've, we've Peter Reid being the peak. Yeah, it can it can only regress from. Uh, from the interview, really, but yeah, we'll just for consistency, we'll we'll, we'll have a go. Eh? Maybe we should just pack it up. Really, I don't think we'll, we'll stop that, will we? Really, Derby week, Peter Reid, bit of head to head. Maybe that's we should just go out on twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been asking you to get unlikely lookalikes for me, haven't I, lad? I've actually been it with a few myself this week on the on the Instagram at my conversations with the Pope at my combos with yeah. the Pope over on Instagram. Someone hit me with Eric Cantona, Jordan Doyle's missus, a loyal follower. I'll take Cantona, like. No problem. Who? Me. Who are Cantona? Yeah, apparently. Fuck off, lad. In his later stages now, with his beard. Orlando Bloom, Eric Cantona. What else have you come up with? On the, you've come up with a few corkers, lad. I've had some... I think he's circus mirrors in your house or something, haven't you? I have... You're seeing something totally different to what everyone else is. Sticking with the Everton theme, I actually once had... This is from my younger cousin, Anna. She actually gave me Tommy Radzinski when I had a bit of a jello back in school. <laughs> that's more like it, yeah, that's more like it. I think it's your level, yeah. You're a solid six out of ten, I think. Well, I've got an <laughs> all personality, though, lad, innit? Get you the long way. Well, what I was going to say, I've got one for myself, lad. Go ahead. Leave it all. Stefan on show. Well, that's the old classic, innit? But, um, Gilfie Sigurdsson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Slightly less attractive version, like, I'll, I'll admit that, but... Yeah, Gilfie. And that's, he... that's one of my own as well. That's not something that someone's passed on to me or called me. Like, so I don't know whether it's wishful thinking on my behalf. Like, But yeah, Gilfie, I can certainly see the similarities. I can see that, yeah, I can see that. You say he's slightly less attractive. Is he known as a bit of a ladies' man off the north end there, is he? Gilfie, or...? Well, I don't know, certainly compared to me, like he is, yeah. <laughs> Couple more derby ones. Um, wow, we're going to show our age here with this one, but... Remember... Have I got news for you? 
Clive Anderson and that panel show. I do, yeah, I do. Is he Canadian or something or American, the tall, tall fella who was a, an ever-presence on the show? Yeah, well, that's exactly who I'm going to go for. Remember Ryan Stiles, a um, absolute ringer for current Everton striker Richarlison. <laughs> That's why I don't want much material for you. Last week or, or this week, obviously, I'll give you a guilty for me, but I don't understand it because they look not alike. Listen, it's unlikely look alike. There's something in it. You can see it. That wasn't even mine. Okay. That was that was Uncle Douglas. That that was one of our listeners and my uncle, uh, Uncle. So I, so I understand it then. Going for, going forward, it's just some sort of obscure similarity. Yeah, yeah. You've got to see something in it. You can see it, can't okay. you? Just one of them. There's another one with Robbie Fowler. Looks a little bit like. Beavis from Beavis and Buzzard. <laughs> or, or the runner, Michael Johnson. Now, you might not be able to see that. <laughs> he doesn't, lad. I tell you what, you're going to lose his followers here, lad. The very few <laughs> list followers that we have got. Jesus Christ, lad. Not great material, this, is it? We've done so well to get Reedy on. Put a crack and show together. I was going to say, good job you didn't throw these at Reedy. Yeah, I think it's Edward the fellow. <laughs> I know. Honestly, I'll put them up on the Instagram. Seriously, there's something in Robbie Fowler and Michael Johnson. Definitely. Reckon, lad, yeah. Definitely Beavis from Beavis and, and Butthead. Like, <laughs> seriously. I mean, I probably <laughs> probably blew our chances of getting God on the show with, with, with that comparison, like, but um, so be it. Like, And, and one last one, Derby-themed, um, Neville Southall. Neville Southall and the artist, the musician, Captain Beefheart. <laughs> Make your own jokes. Run Jeremy for a second, then. <laughs> we'll run Jeremy as well. <laughs> exactly. Captain Bim Man or, or Ron Jeremy, yeah. Is he is he is he still alive? Is he self He is, he is, yeah, yeah. I think he'd had a bit of a meltdown on Twitter the other night according to uh, our mate Sando, yeah. I think pretty big on the mental health stuff, isn't he? Because I think he, he's 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 a pretty heavy sufferer himself. So yeah, he's another one. Another blue boy, vocal on Twitter and uh, yeah, hundred thousand of followers. They're, they're doing something right. Social He's a media. Big lad, isn't he, Nev? Yeah. I remember seeing him a couple of years ago, like, and he must have been knocking on 25, 30 stone now. Like, so. Mm. I can't see he's got long left. But he'd probably do a better job the state he's in now than Pickford on Saturday, like, so. Who knows? Could there, yeah, last minute call up from Carlo. We are, are going to. We're going to have a lot of humble pie to, to eat here if, if Pickford's man of the match, you know. Reedy will be on our lawns. Reedy will be in Isle Village and he'll be in Broad Green knocking on our doors six o'clock in the morning, I reckon, as soon as he gets home. I was going to say, it could potentially be the best thing to ever happen to the podcast if he does land man of the match, Reedy's tip of the week. Yeah. Um, because obviously, yeah, he'll be loving that, won't he? Mm. So you'd get a little bit of more, more social media traction on the back of it. I don't think there's any odds out for it. Yeah, I was going to put the odds out, but I'll, I'll throw it on the Instagram and on, on Twitter and whatnot. Moving away from the Merseyside derby, lad, uh, we usually do, for anyone who's new listening to us, we usually do a couple of segments on American sports. I wanted to see if you'd, uh, if you'd caught any any stateside action over the weekend, Popey. Did you, uh, did you do a bit of NFL Sunday? Air attack warning. 
You and your family must take cover. Me, yeah, unfortunately, um, yeah. Well, the less said about the 49ers, the better, really. Obviously, we touched on them last week. Yeah. After that is a losing bet, but at the same time, uh, a losing bet that I will not be till uh, as late as, as, as possible, which I think would probably be what the, the, the finish of the NFL season, Super Bowl, mm, right. Sunday in February, potentially. So you'll be waiting a while still, anyway. But yeah, yeah. Losing bets. Um, but yeah, all in all, in terms of the other games, but it's, it, I tell you what, mate. Again, we've mentioned it again a couple of times on the podcast, but NFL Red Zone, I just don't think it gets any better than that, does it? No, no, on, on a Sunday night. After you were asleep. Well, it's 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 Gillette Soccer Saturday, isn't it? Basically, but you're seeing the goals. Oh, you're seeing. No, the I think you called it heroin or something for sport, like for, for sports. <laughs> the crack, cocaine. the crack cocaine for gamblers, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the red zone. I think that's a Lebertad show, to be honest with you. But it's like it's it's like Gillette Soccer Saturday, and if for anyone who doesn't watch the NFL, it's all the touchdowns as they happen as they go in, and no Charlie Nicholas either, which is an added bonus. No, but you actually see them as well, rather than that's having. That's yeah. Buddy, like explaining to you what had just happened, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where's the deal in that? So it's, I think you're selling it down the river a little bit with Gillette Soccer Saturday. Let's just stick with crack cocaine. Of gambling. <laughs> My viewing actually started on Thursday night with um, last week's tip of the week going in, Popey. The Chicago Did Bears. It, yeah? yeah, Chicago Bears got the job done, lad. Plus five and a half, I took them, didn't I? They, they actually won the game. I don't know if you've seen um, the end of that Must game. Have missed that. Must have missed that. It's not like you to uh, miss my bets and, and not give any credit, <laughs> is it? Oh hell, there's a face for every now. <laughs> so did you did you miss the end of that game, Pope? Yeah, you know Tom Brady's what forty five now and playing in uh, Tampa Bay this year, and he was actually stood there. He threw an incomplete pass to end the game, and he was stood there waiting for fourth down. Brady, I think he, the way Brady reacted and hold up his four, I think he thought it was third down. And Brady's still standing out there. But that's fourth down, and it's Chicago's ball. And that's the end of the night, and there may be some confusion out on the field. He had a bit of a senior moment, I have got the downs wrong. He thought he had another play left at the time in the game, like... Just stood there on the field with four fingers up, waiting for the for the next down. Very Tom Biden he was there, or uh, Joe Brady. Oh, was he just being? Did he forget, or was he just being the consummate professional and perfectionist that he is? And realised it was the end of the game, but still stayed on the field anyway to try and visualise what he could have done better. No, he definitely had a senior moment, lad. He couldn't believe it. I think he was calling for a timeout. And everything at one. Point. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that reminds me of, Steve. You're familiar with um, Earl the Pale Strickland? Yeah, of course, of course. He's a pool player. What a guy. Yeah, exactly. There was a time, me and Mark Davis always go on about this. Just, um, I remember when Europe beat America in the Moscone Cup one year, and he was he basically got beat. But I think he'd missed like an eight or something, a black, in like the, the side and frame, and then the European come to the table and just, just cleaned up. Yeah. But I remember the specifics anyway. I remember anyway as the European team was celebrating around him. He got back on the table, didn't he? He was lining up the white and the black and just practicing his shots. Just in complete disdain and, and, and just 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 dismissing everyone around him, celebrating. 
what a guy, Ella He's just unbelievable, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's just, <laughs> he's just not asked. He's just got, he's just choked it back up, and he's just getting a little bit of a practice session in. Yeah, after he's he is getting through. a practice session as, as all the European team is celebrating around him. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't remember whether you remember some of his shouts from back in the day, like, but one particular one which I liked was, uh, "Put your hand on the table, I'll break it." I think he said that to a, a European in a Moscone cup. The passes yeah. vibes, like yeah, Frank Costello. I think he done a little bit of soft porn, you know, back after um, <laughs> after the bill career, just to pay the bills. Fuck off. And I think he did, you know. I'll have to look into that, but I'm sure he done a bit of soft porn. Did he leave his shades on, or I don't know. Certainly, if his handlebar muzzies anything to go by, then he must have really. In fact, I'm, I'm sure I've seen him in the background of uh, that club that Fito was in in the Sopranos. <laughs> Gives a new meaning to chalk in the queue. That like, doesn't it? Pot and a pink. <laughs> I'll have to look into that. I think he's done a little bit of soft porn here, look wow. Put your hand on the table, I'll break it. Yeah, that was a great shot. Wow. I, did you guys pay them to make this this exciting? It's pretty good, but it's not <laughs> exciting for Ephraim, because uh, he's now going to go up uh, 13 to 10. I wonder if they're if they're intentionally getting poor positions so that they can have fun making these awesome shots. Oh, you kidding oh, me. No. God, you're one lucky guy, Ephraim. Oh, See, no. that's, uh, I don't we'll have, to look, says, we'll have to look into I'll that. Speaking of, uh, like I think they've lost a plot in Miami as well. Did you hear this week that the governor of Miami has instructed the Miami Dolphins to go for it? They can go full capacity, 65,000. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they've had 65,000 in there in a decade, have they, really? They're, they're apparently... Hey, what, lad, they might do on the back of uh, just tramps and the 49ers at the mm, weekend. Mm, possibly. It's time to be a Dolphins fan. Mm, yeah, they're, gonna, they're, they're apparently... The Dolphins have responded and said, look, we're going to stick to 13,000, so... I don't know if that's because that's probably all they can get at the moment, or if it is, it's a pretty heady play, that, like, you know, yeah, from 65 down to 13, we'll play so safe. what's the situation in America? Obviously, in the UK, it's much smaller, turned the landmass anyway, than, than America, so it's all, it's, it's governments, the governments have imposed these lockdown measures in particular areas, obviously more stringently in Liverpool than anywhere else, surprise, surprise. What's what the state of play in America? Is it just sort of such restrictions governed by the, the local areas, the states, sorry, the states? Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, it's sort of Trump. Yeah, it's what states want to do. Do as they please, really, as long as whatever the state fans wants to do, they can just... Yeah, there's not a national there's, there's not a national law on it, or even national, so, no. national advice on it, really. You know, the likes of Anthony Fauci and that are getting what information they can out there. Um, obviously, the Democrats and... The Republicans are buttonheads, but um, yeah, it's nuts. I had a little bet on the college football on Saturday night. I do it once a year. Like Miami have a big game, and I'm like, oh, go on, I'll have a little, I'll have a little double or something. And As soon as the game's over, I remember why I don't bet on college football. Like, I don't know fuck all about it. You've got to do the overs, lad. That's that's the only that's the only thing you can do in college football. Overs. I think you might have lost. Oh, maybe that's the, not. The, the, the high, like. On the Clemson game, on the Clemson uh, Hurricanes game, I'm not sure. Anyway, I fell asleep. I didn't even see the game. 
But the crowds, lad. Oh, my God. Shocker. The college crowds. Tailgate parties. Clearly sponsored by uh, coronavirus. Like, it was... <laughs> They'll, uh, yeah, they'll be all the goosing as well, as you can imagine. Yeah. And, uh, spreading the virus freely. Where they have got it right, quite outrageously, <coughs> is Disney World, isn't it? The NBA bubble. Obviously, the NBA had the playoffs, and that concluded this week, unfortunately, on Sunday. But they hardly had a coronavirus case, did they? Positive I wasn't aware success. of what they had, to be honest with you, Steve. I don't think, I don't think they had any in the bubble. What were your thoughts on the NBA Finals, Popia? For any of our new listeners, I was riding a season-long, fucking hell, what is it, nearly 18 months now with the delays, bet, 100-1 to 1 bet on the Miami Heat. Just fell short. <laughs> well, this is it, isn't it? They win game five in an absolute thriller, one of the best finals games for a while. I'm absolutely buzzing. They've got the series back to three two. I'm trying to get some positive pod energy from me from me co-host behind Miami. I'm sending you messages at like five in the morning. Popey, I'll get us flights. You know, if this wins, we'll go and do a podcast in Miami. We'll, we'll get over to Florida there and just completely uninterested. Just, just no no encouragement for me. No budging. Sorry, mate. Yeah, that's all good. But the Lakers will win it in six, and and they did. I just responded, didn't I? Lakers in six. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Lakers in six, and so proved to be the case. So I, I'd, I'd probably like to take more of the plaudits than you. Right, you picked up hundreds of one shots. Ultimately, it lost. So that's it. You know what I mean? It's it's it can be a thousand to one. It didn't win it. Well, well, but my finals bets won thirty three to one to win the conference. Let's not a. Uh, Whatever, that's it's it's not neither here or there. Oh, oh, it's there, it's there. Okay, well, I've 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 said Lakers and six. It was Lakers and six, and I tell you what, though, mate, game six must must have been quite sobering for you. It was men against boys out there, really, wasn't it? And you couldn't use injuries as, as an excuse this time because obviously the Heat had a full complement of players out on the floor. So I mean, yeah, in a fashion. Oh, okay, now Jimmy Butler was still doing it on a rolled ankle. Bam Adebayo, Bam okay. Adebayo's yeah. not been. F- to full blast. I mean, you're saying that Dragic was back to to full strength. He was hobbling around like fucking Ratto Rizzo there, wasn't he? <laughs> All I'm saying is you had you were full strength. You had all the the, the, the players, the uh, your starters out on the floor, and uh, it's the same man against boys. So the first thing uh, when I when I watched it the next morning, I had a spade of thoughts and just thought how much of a sober and experience it must have been for you. But uh, pro- probably not worth the hassle in the end, was it? <laughs> no, it was. I made a few quid. Like, yeah, it wasn't a, wasn't a bad NBA season. Like you say in there, yeah. I mean, it was just a bridge too far. I think game six. I think they piled so much into that game five. They've been injured all through the series, and it took so much to just to get it back to three two. And as I say, I've I've hinted at um, LeBron James's routine, haven't I? And uh, how he how he keeps his body going. So well at thirty five. You look at how goose Jimmy Butler you look at how goose Jimmy Butler was at a game six, a younger man. LeBron James somehow can keep going at thirty five. Longer, man, stronger, faster than anyone he's else. A bi- he's a biological marvel, mm, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the current climate in, in modern day sports, yeah, where uh, there's a few of these biological marvels, isn't there? I think. <laughs> I think you just need to deal with it, mate, and move on. Mm, very suspect for me. I think he got asked on the court after the uh, after the victory, "Is this the longest peak in sports history?" And he was a little bit 
non-committal. Uh, I don't know. You'll you'll have to talk about that yourselves. Very very suspect for me. Big LeBron in the uh, in the modern game. Yeah. Perfectly. What it means is that David Batty is coming forward for England. Good penalty under pressure. The pressure Third, just keeps building, Brian, doesn't th it? 34 caps, he's not scored. Do you now? You know him better than anybody, probably. Do you back him to score quickly, yes or no? Yes. Before we get on to tip of the week, should we have a little go at our, our other regular section, the Keegan of the Week, which is basically reserved for bad shouts we've come across in the sporting world over the last seven days? I'm not Reedy come up with a couple there, didn't he? <laughs> I was That's who I'm nominating anyway. First of all, it was Pickford Man of the Match. <laughs> Definitely a Keegan of the Week. Um, and then, yeah, bless him, he kept referring to the derby as being on Sunday. Yeah. On Saturday. I didn't actually have the art to uh, to tell him that, given given how good of a guest he was. But yeah. I'll, I'll put those two forward anyway. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to put uh, Reedy through for the... For the Keegan of the week, did you see Richie Keys? Was that this week? I'm not too sure. Asking if, <laughs> asking if, if Pep should maybe look at bring it, bringing Sam Allardyce in to <laughs> to coach his defence. <laughs> Tongue and cheek, surely from Keezy. Can you imagine that? What that'd look like on the training ground, lad, at dinner time or after training? Fucking him and Allardyce, Pep and Allardyce eating a lunch together. Pep with his sun dried tomatoes and avocado on toast. Big Sam just fucking scooping, uh, I don't know, corned beef ash out of his pack lunchbox. <laughs> Cheese and onion <laughs> pie you, on the side. I never thought to hear myself say this, but, uh, but Pep could do with a few fashion tips from Big Sam, couldn't he? Do you reckon? Oh, we, we talked about this. Pep's an absolute mess, isn't he? I mean... shadow myself when he first comes to the Prem. Stylist, you know what I mean? A stylish man and had all the gear and now he's just got a washed out hoodie. Yeah. And some, some interesting... Choices in the Kex department, mm. yeah, just mad shoes, like so. Mm, he's struggling. I might nominate uh, your Uncle Billy Smith as well, to be honest with you. Uh, Come on. Reedy, wasn't exactly uh, OTT about <laughs> being mates with Uncle Billy, was he? It was a bit like, a bit like Funkhouse with Larry David, that, wasn't it? I feel sorry for you. If you weren't my best friend, I would take my bare hands and pop your head off your neck. He's not my best friend. Oh, yeah, I thought that myself, to be honest with you. I was expecting more of a reaction than, uh, than what I got. He was just sort of going along with it, really, really. He was just, oh, mm. oh yeah, Billy Smith, yeah. And I went, Smig, oh, yeah, Smiggy, yeah. Black hair, oh, black hair, yeah. Just repeating everything I was saying, basically, so. He humoured you, didn't, you, didn't he? I think I think that's as, as far as it went, as he humoured you, I'd say. I think he was just humouring me, yeah. But, well, fair play, anyway, didn't completely... No, didn't completely blow you out the water. So, no, we no. live in hope. I think the standout shout though from the week, lad, is it's got to be Paul Dempsey. I don't know if you caught that clip of him anchoring a BT boxing show on Saturday night, and he segued into a little section. He was sat with David A, who was his thunder uh, for the night. Did you see it? He segued into a little section of course, yeah. about Black History Month. As I say, yeah, the rest is history. We are all set very shortly now for our top of the bill here tonight at the BT Sports Studio. It is for the famous and historic British middleweight title. And before we get to talk about our main fight here, David, I think it is perhaps appropriate tonight that we just pause to mark Black History Month, most of all. And we, we discussed it today and we thought it was actually right 
that we acknowledge that properly, and there's nobody better placed on our team to do that than Steve. David, are you thinking at that point? Thanks so much. I don't know. Well, I, I don't, is it is it a faux pas? Is it is it just something? Is it just a dumb moment that the the producers and the writers haven't clocked on that Dempsey's going to be handing past David A, who everyone thinks they're going to go to, to uh, <laughs> to Steve Bunce, who, by the way, Steve Bunce is a brilliant historian. He knows a lot more about boxing history and and. And black boxing history as well, more than more than probably most black fighters, really, Buncey. But the optics of it weren't great, were they? I was just going to say the optics, like, terrible, obviously. <laughs> You're sitting next to a, a black man in the studio, not just a black man, a, a former world champion, respected boxer. Yeah. Uh, um, probably goes beyond boxing, transcends boxing to, to an extent. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a big, recognised public figure within the UK and, and further afield and also within the black community. Just completely, just, just, yeah, just, just passes, just swerves, and basically, oh, it's, it's incredible. Which, which was comedy gold in a sense. It was, uh, I think, I seen it on the. Uh, someone sent it to me under the uh, unlikely Alan Partridge. Oh yeah, accidental Partridge. Accidental Partridge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, incredible. Which wasn't every sense really, wasn't it? I think for all the bad shouts, I think he's got to take it, Dempsey, hasn't he? This week, surely he takes the title. What did your mum say? Um, his hair once looked like Dempsey on the boxing a base beanbag was it <laughs> a base ball bag I think it was I think she went one further <laughs> I think she thought it looked like a... the boxer than yours and Dempsey was on and I commented on, on his hair that's incredible isn't it it is absolutely Come incredible in, that's a disgrace yeah it looks like a base beanbag fingers in a fingers in a socket job in it for, uh, for Dempsey we haven't really done much boxing talking have we over the last few weeks it's been pretty pretty poor fodder and they've been throwing out uh, headline fighters once a 50 yards, sometimes once a once a 100, once a 500, I think. Is it on its arse, boxing, lad? What, what do you think? It's struggling, lad, isn't it? Uh, I don't want to speak... It's not so much the emergence, but the increase in popularity of UFC in particular. Yeah, yeah. Would you, you fear for boxing long term, or what? I do, lad, yeah. They've got to get themselves in line. They've got to sort the organisations out. They've got to sort the multi-belts out. We've got to get more fights, more regular, better ranking systems. We're really struggling, yeah, and you know I'm I'm working with the Golden Gloves quite quite closely over the the last uh, eighteen months or so, and I love it at that level. But what the packaging for a professional sport at the moment isn't great. Although, finally this weekend we've got a corker. We've got Lomachenko versus uh, Tiafilo Lopez uh, for the Unified Lightweight Championship. Now this has gone under the radar a little bit. This I've not seen loads of Lopez myself. No, me neither, to be honest with you. He's a good fighter. He's a big lad, bigger than Lomachenko. I think everyone's bigger than Lomachenko at the moment. He's a little bit out of his depth, Vinny, in terms of the lightweight division, but his skills are getting him, are getting him through. And the odds but he's are... the main man, isn't he? Lomachenko, pound for pound, number one, undisputed. He's incredible, lad. He's incredible. The odds are suggesting that it's going to be a close fight. I think he's one to three. 
um, Lomachenko, which is his. Strength. Why is this good? Why, 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 why is the consensus that it's going to be a close fight? Because he's gone that far up in the weights. He's undefeated. This lad, he's looked really good. Really good young lad. Both Bob Arum fighters. I think Bob's matched them. I think he's trying to keep it in house. If Lomachenko is going to have a loss, he'd rather it be in house, as you can imagine. I think we've seen, haven't we? Against, I know he was, he was streets ahead of Luke Campbell on talents. But just the size is a bit of a leveller against Lomachenko. Campbell had caused him a few problems. Campbell yeah. had spots, lad, didn't he? And I think uh, Linares certainly had spots, knocked him down, didn't he? The fight before or a couple of fights before. So, yeah, I, I think it's a really good one. It's early hours of the morning. It's one to record. Not one I'll be having a bet on, but um, Mark Davis, our mate MD Fitness on Instagram, he just sent me a link for blood, sweat, and tears. Which is yeah. a little series, like you know, like the, the old twenty four seven series. I think since HBO's got out the game, I've missed that as much as as much as the boxing, the twenty four seven. Yeah, of course, mate. Yeah, what was it called? Sorry, the HBO series. Blood, sweat, and tears. Lopez v Lomachenko. So I'm gonna... no, no. What was the the the, the one the HBO? Oh, twenty four twenty four seven, wasn't it? Brilliant, really good. Like, Unbelievably yeah. produced, yet so. Uh, to what channel is the Lomachenko fight on then, Steve? Do you know what, lad? I don't even know if if they picked it up in Britain yet. I don't know if Frankie Boys picked it up. I don't know if Eddie's made a late bid. It could be <coughs> a team stream job, unfortunately. Okay, yeah, so keep us posted anyway. But I'll have a look, yeah, I'll have a look. I'll put it up on the Instagram. Another fight on Sunday night, funnily enough. A big shout out to our mate. <laughs> I've just mentioned the Golden Gloves there, but a big shout out to Marcel Braithwaite. Is he a listener? I don't know if he is a listener, Marcel. I, I'll certainly be. Uh, no, come on. I'll certainly be sending him. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having him on as a guest, to be honest with you. Um, certainly, if he wins on Sunday night, we'd we'd love to have him on. He's fighting Jay Harris for the flyweight Commonwealth title. It's an MTK show on YouTube. I think it's free to air yeah. on Sunday night. So. He's in a really good place. I'm waiting for the odds to pop up on this. I would have probably put Marcel up as my tip of the week because Jay Harris had a tough fight last time out. Little bit of inside knowledge. He's apparently just had a baby, Jay Harris, during uh, during the lockdown, which um, it can spare you on or it can be quite the hindrance while you're... Is he a scouser as well? Sounds like a fight between the two cocks and new ways, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no. I think he's an Irish lad, you know, and that's the only worry. We just don't Marcel gets a fair shake because I think he is slightly the house fighter. Although it is Marcel's first fight for MTK for um, for for that management team, so hopefully he'll get a fair shake. But Marcel's Marcel's been bladdering it like he's been really committed and he's got his head on. Ed on the game and uh, Jay Harris has apparently been working as well in a warehouse part-time to keep him ticking over during camp so we're hoping really, uh, yeah? yeah we're hoping that Marcel's focus and dedication will will hopefully get the job done he was 10 to 1 the last time he fought for the Commonwealth title or was it the British title against the good lad Sonny Edwards and he wasn't far off there he lost quite wide on points but he did knock Sonny Edwards out so we're hoping that this new way flyweight he can do the job so uh, yeah best of luck to Marcel there on Sunday so do you reckon he'll get a bit of value for him? well he was 10s against Sonny Edwards so Jay's Jay Harris is is the current champion and he's a bit of a he's a bit of a plodder he's a bit he's a bit straight lines I've watched a little few tapes on him with this fight in mind, and he, he comes forward quite a lot. Marcel's quite unorthodox. He's quite weird looping angles and strange body movements and that, and we're hoping that might just uh, might just give him the edge, lad, with a bit of luck, yeah. And if he can't beat a forklift, a forklift truck driver in a warehouse, then uh, there's nothing down for him. So. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, he's a good lad, Jay Harris. He's a good professional. Um, he's, he's had some tough fights. You just said he's working in a warehouse. Listen, it's fucking tough times out there. Don't knock a man for getting out there and working, lad. You know, you're always knocking me for Like you'd know. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you're always knocking right, me. Right of hypocrisy, that, yeah. Fucking hell, you can take a leaf out of his book, eh? Hey? Well, See if he's got it work for you. Well, we'll see how this podcast gets on. I might be in the little by <laughs> next week. <laughs> so is he doing a bit of Ricky Burns? Is he Jay Harris, yeah? Working in JJB and his part on a Saturday, yeah? I think so, lad, yeah. I think he's doing way, a little lads, bit. What was he, a two-week world champion working in? Not even JD, JJB of a Saturday. He was, yeah. Overtime, the works, wasn't he, Ricky Burns? What's all that about? Uh, so he said I kept him grounded, like, but I think he went bankrupt in the end, didn't he, unfortunately? I think he fell out with Frank, and I think he had a bit of a, a bit of a Davy streak in him as well, unfortunately, Ricky Burns. I think he was a bit of a gambler, wasn't he? Dave Whelan weren't paying him enough, no? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't think so. No, um, Obviously, I've I've I've, I've took a little bit of a sabbatical on the flat. The only horse I've seen, you, you mentioned your little your little lad before. The only horse I've seen was one of our listeners, Chris Towers, sent me uh, an American horse. Now I call him Baby Gronk. For any of our new for any of our new listeners, it's after an American footy player after he fell down a flight of flight of stairs when I was visiting your house. Yeah, about a year ago, wasn't it? Now, Popey and he uh, he bounced right back. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't think at the time there was any ill effects, but yeah, I still think he's suffering from concussion now. If his uh, if his behaviour's anything to go by, but well, he might be an Everton fan for all you know. You know, you heard what Reedy said there, didn't you? That he was uh, dropped on his head and was a Liverpool fan. <laughs> 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 <What> a shout! <laughs> so yet, uh, Chris texts me as well. It was a Friday night, baby Gronk. Baby Gronk, the horse name. I, honestly, lad, I, I'm going to keep an eye on it for next time. I think we should try and buy that horse seriously if we can. So have we gone stateside or what? Have we gone transatlantic in terms of our, our, uh, our listeners? It's a very niche shout, that, isn't it, Baby Gronk, for someone to have named a horse after in America, like? I think so, yeah, dead last, though, yeah. Dead last, yeah. I think it's still running, lad, to be honest with you. Chris had lost a few quid on it. Wasn't happy. Um, <laughs> and he said he, he calls your little lad Baby Trev. I don't know if, if there's a story behind that worth telling, or is it not one for the year? Well, yeah, no, I'll, I'll tell you the little backstory to that. <clears throat> so basically, let's just call it a, a bit of an unfor- a f- unfortunate incident on the Bounty Castle at... Um, our mate Danny B. Spicko. Don't know whether he listens to the pod. Him and his, his Mrs. Beth. Got a little girl, Bertie, and it was her christening. I don't know when it was, I think a couple of years ago now. So we went, obviously, and took our Louis. And as I say, there was a little bit of an uh, unfortunate incident on the Bouncy Castle where it's alleged, it hasn't been proven, but it was it was alleged at least that our Louis hit a little girl on there. Oh, so, oh dear. So basically, Chris, Chris Sawazu, I was at the christening with, amongst other people, got wind of this. I thought it was absolutely hilarious and, and started referring to him as. Um, the domestic abuser, Trevor, off EastEnders. He used no. to battle. No, he's Scottish. Do you remember Little Mo? She was one of the Slater sisters. Horrible man, yeah. So basically, yeah. So <clears throat> from that day forward, Chris refers to me, little boy, four-year-old boy is, is, is Trevor. Although over time, it's evolved to uh, to our Trev. And in fact, I regularly get videos often where uh, face-planting Little Mo into a roast dinner, <laughs> which was 
which is one of the infamous scenes from uh, from Eastenders. Oh. <laughs> so there you go. Anyway, so yeah, so that's that's where our Trev uh, came from, and uh, yeah, as you can imagine, uh, Chris takes great delight in that. I often get texts from him asking if he's battered any girls in school. Wow, what are you raising there, Popey? Have you uh, tried to put it in and- place or? Not as being proven, as I say, it was alleged. Although the the allegation come from uh, Louise's mum, Louise, who I think she actually burst into the, uh, the pub at the time where the christening was. And yeah. We were watching golf, having a bevy, and proceeded to tell me in front of Chris, amongst others, that uh, yeah, our Louis had just hit a girl on the, wow. on the castle. Maybe we should ch- change his name to another um, American footballer. Go from Baby Gronk to to Baby Juice, maybe. Baby OJ. <laughs> OJ. <laughs> Baby Juice, it's got a nice ring to it. It didn't help that a couple of weeks later there was an incident in his nursery where he scratched or clawed a little girl in the face. Wow. Drubal. Wow. Uh, this is going back a couple of years ago, so, so nothing's happened there. Uh, You've got it under yeah. control. Not- Obviously, I had to sell Chris, and I think that's where it uh, gathered momentum, really. So, yeah, our Trev, bless his, uh, his, his little soul. Ah, little Baby Juice, keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on that. Them uh, Johnny, Johnny Cochran legal bills and no joke like down the line. Nip it in the bud now. Okay, will do, mate. Shall we get on to our Soho tip of the week, Popey? Brought to you by the Soho Juice Co, who've been our partner now for, well, what? Since since we started, really, wasn't it? Early weeks. A lovely alternative, still yep. mixer or soft drink. You can catch them on Instagram at the Soho yep. Juice Co. Really good drink, isn't it? We've been enjoying them, and I'll be having a sober weekend this, this derby weekend again, I think, and having a, having a couple of tipples of them with ice, a couple of softies. Well, you'll have a sober weekend unless Reedy comes knocking. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm counting chickens. You mentioned he's living in Bolton, isn't he? So we could always uh, rock up to a booze of buyers. They're, they're, they're tier two, I think, so. Yeah, yeah. No one well off for that, like, Fans yeah. are fluid. Yeah, if Everton win, that's it, Reedy. Honestly, I, I, I'm pretty confident he'll be listening back to this. He might have dipped off by now after the uh, the last <laughs> half an hour segment. But we'll, uh, yeah, we'll definitely get up there and have a pint. If Everton do win, we'll get out and have a pint with him next week, definitely. Yeah, top man. But Reedy's uh, led us off there, hasn't he? With his derby picks. Obviously, Pickford, man of the match market, still aren't up. I haven't been able to get a price on that for him. But he also, his heart was saying it's, it's going to be a draw, wasn't it? So you can back the draw, Liverpool Everton at 16 to 5, if you fancy that. Standout price with Bet365. I've not got much cooking, lad. I, I know I had a good NBA season, obviously, with the Miami Heat getting to the finals. The baseball was terrible. Hardly anything back, a little season long uh, paintings. Got a few quid back. Shite, yeah. Saved the a bit of days. Done, done the best out of your three picks, though, so I was on the uh, the right selection, but yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he got done by a depleted Astro team in the end, didn't Just he? fell short, lad, didn't he? I made a little bit back last week. I mentioned back in the Rays to beat the Yankees in that series at 11 to 10, so, so that, that patched it up a little bit, but not great. But my. My one tip this week, lad, I'll be having a few lays on the exchanges, but I really like Sheffield United this week uh, at home to Fulham. I think they're massively, massively due a results. Proper fitness team, Sheffield United. Um, should be up to full pelt now after the short pre-season and the international break. They should have beat Leeds for me, lad, really, at home. 
uh, could have got something at Arsenal. Fulham are very good, and I think um, 11 to 10, the Blades at home, is a, is a good one for short single backers or, or one for your accumulators. They're struggling to score, though, aren't they? Hey, did they sign Brewster? They've signed Brewster, lad, yeah. So I, I'd, if they are still struggling to score, which, which they are, they bagged one at, at uh, the Emirates, didn't he? But I think, um, I think they might roll Brewster out, you know. Yeah, because that's that, that that would be my only mm. reservation with it really. Uh, I think I think Fulham are all right. The, 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 the one sort of positive really for Sheffield United is that Fulham are leaky, but at the same time I think they're pretty good going forward. So yeah, not like you anyway to put what is it an even money shot up as your tip of the week. No, that's my bread and butter like in it. Yeah, eleven to tens. But get them in an acha if it's a little bit too short. I think get that on your Sunday acha if you're having a little Sunday treble or that. I think they're a good thing, Sheffield United and. And you will win. Um, and as I say, well, here we go, lad. Here we go. So this, this, this nice segue onto my tip of the week. Go on. And it's I've, I looked at earlier this week. I wasn't going to put it up as my tip of the week, but just to get a bit more value with your eleven to ten shots. If you fancy doubling it up with an eight to thirteen, NFL. Yeah, I'm going there again. Unfortunately, oh, Jesus. It's Sunday six o'clock game. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Had a really good start of the season, and I think there's been a little bit of a bit of an overreaction to them losing to the Browns on Sunday. The Browns have had a brilliant start themselves. The four and one look really good. Yeah, seems to have turned a bit of a corner this season with the quarterback playing well, and obviously you've got Miles Garrett on defense. Yeah, why last week that I've back for defensive player of the year. Um, they only lost by about twelve points away to the Browns. Philip Rivers, who's, who's usually tried and tested, he's been a successful quarterback at the Chargers and he moved to the Colts in the summer. He's had a relatively good start, but then threw two interceptions on Sunday. As he does, team. as he does sometimes, he's susceptible he does, to, mate, yeah. to a few wild interceptions, isn't he? And prior to Sunday's game, he had the best-ranked defence in the uh, in the NFL and, and Cincinnati Bengals can't really get much cooking. On no. offence, obviously, they got the number one pick, Joe Burrow, who's going to be more of a mid-to-long-term project a quarterback and I just think you can get Colts minus four and a half with Skybet at eight to thirteen. And I think it's just being a bit of an overreaction from the bookies. That's just to, to, that's just to win the to win the match, Popey. No minus four and a half. Oh minus eight four and a half. Fucking hell yeah I thought that was massively stand out there, yeah. Um minus still make five points. Mm, yeah they should the Bengals got beat by what, twenty odd points at the weekend and very rarely cover the handicap, so that would be my pick for the for the NFL this week. So if you want to put it in a double with Sheffield United, you've got a what is it, an eleven to ten with an eight to thirteen. Yeah, well, two two evens are three to one, Andy. So you're looking at about you're looking at about five to two, maybe something like that. I'd say for the double popey, maybe less nine to four. But I'd be as confident as you could be with a pick on that one. Yeah. As I say, I think Colts are a really good team still. Bengals not so much. Colts are at home. Uh, I just as I say, I think there's been a little bit of a, an overreaction really to them getting beat by a, a good Browns team at the weekend. Okay, brilliant lad. Should we get out on that? No, nothing for the derby. Neither of us for all our bluster have got nothing for the derby. Just let uh, let Reedy take care of that, eh? And and we'll just thank him again for for putting a real uh, incredible shift in with us there. He was he was brilliant. Him during the interview, really, at the end of the interview, massively appreciates obviously his time. And yeah, he's, he's, he's just helping a couple of local lads, really, who are new to the podcast game. And 
anything you can do, Peter, if you are listening, in terms of continuing to support us moving forward, whether it be retweets or coming on again, it would be, uh, yeah, it'd be much appreciated. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Okay, hope you enjoyed it, Popey. I did, lad. Thought it was great, our first guest, and many more to come, hopefully. Loved it, yeah. All right, mate, take All right, easy. lad. Enjoy the derby. See you next week. Yeah, and you, mate, take it easy. See you later. Bye, bye.